on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself and launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute. And they are dancing now, the Blues. Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian. I'm joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, we have done a lot this preseason. Probably the most content and chatter I reckon we've ever done before a season. But it's time to put, you know, our money where our mouth is and and get into some predictions for the season for 2022. So, Lockie, what better way to start, basically, than getting straight into our hot take predictions? (laughs) Hit me with them. Okay, we're going to start off with a big, big spicy one. So strap yourself in. Ooh. I'm going big on best clubman for this year. Oh, I like I that. Think, a niche, I a think... niche award every year. <laughs> so you've chosen a good one. I think it's Ed Curnow's to lose this year. I think uh, Brad, Brad's going to lose his uh, throne from the previous year. I think with a bit more time, maybe not always playing in the ones this year, I think Ed Curnow's going to really rise to the occasion and lock yep. down best clubman. No, look, I like that one. Uh, he's one that we don't exactly know where his role is going to be this year. And both of us have said, as you mentioned, like, is he just going to play VFL and just do a team role wherever you need him? And that, mm. honestly, is a great shout. Is there is there a betting market on that one? Because I reckon, I reckon <laughs> we find me, a bookmaker and can get straight onto that. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to start with one that, look, it might be a recycled uh, hot take. If anyone's a, a long fan <laughs> of the pod, I did have this one last go. year and then my mate played about two games and it just did not happen. <laughs> but Corey Durden, he's back, he's firing, he's in the best 22 and he will be our second highest goal kicker for the year. What do you make of like that it. one? Look, Look, it was about time. It, that take was on fire last year <laughs> when I said I didn't even think he would see the field. It's pretty good. I think I like your chances of that. It's insane that that was my hottest take last year, and now it's probably my most lukewarm to kick off this season. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear to everyone to hear some of my other ones. But Lockie, what else do you have? I'm bloody going to recycle one too. Got to run it back. <laughs> got to have. Got to stand by where we were a year ago. I think this is the year that we get three All Australians. Last nice. year, I didn't even have Walsh last year. I, I had, mm. I think it was Harry, Weeders and Cripper that I thought would be the All-Australians. I think this is the year. Weeders, it's finally his time. Yeah, um, And even with Walshy missing some time, I think he'll have no trouble running it back. Mm. Particularly if it's only going to be like three games that Walshy misses. There's any chance he still wins the Brown though with only mm. missing three games. Like, it's not that much. So we'll see how he comes back. And look, I do have to say here, it's good to see that we've got plenty of fresh content and we're definitely not just <laughs> rehashing the last season's predictions. This is beautiful. I should have just up, re-uploaded what we did last year. No one will know. Uh, so I'll jump on to my next one. I'm trying to find my least hot take so I can save a few. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. This, I just said that, but this one's probably a pretty hot take. We've seen a little bit now, so these predictions, they're a little bit easier. Uh, so my big one is that Lockie O'Brien to become what Carl Amon was at Port Adelaide last season. Straight into wow. it. Wow. Gee, yeah. I, I would love to say it. 
Yeah, I think we've Pretty seen hot. some some we've seen some positives of O'Brien so far. We know what he brings, that beautiful kick. The way he's been hunting the football is something that I really haven't seen him ever do just in the tiny sample size of preseason. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. big on him the way that it seems like the way we are playing Vossi's instilled this midfield. He's getting onto those runners, those guys running out, find them in space. Uh, it, yeah, honestly, wilder things have happened. Yeah, It was a yeah. high-end draft pick. There's clearly some talent there. Hopefully we're finally unearthing it. The role is there for the man. Just needs to grasp mm. it. 100%. What else do you have for me, Lockie? I thought this one was going to be hotter, so I went back through the history books. And it, it's it's happened a few times. Josh Kennedy about five years ago, the G train, of course, Ooh. in his heyday. But I think, it's, I think Harry is going to have no trouble going back-to-back with the Coleman this year. I think even with Charlie mm. coming back, even with Durden probably kicking 50, which is what you reckon is going to happen, I think... If not uh, more. If not more, exactly. In fact, I'll go even. I'll go even bigger. I'll say Harry kicks more goals than last year as well. I think. Mm. I think he'll he'll top the fifty-eight, and mm. it's a back-to-back medals for the big man. That would be beautiful. Yeah. the The big thing I just can't wait to see is how him and Charlie go together. And yeah, I still think Harry's the big man. Obviously, kicking the most goals in out of anyone last season. It was a big step up for him in a team that. Forward entries were abysmal last year. We weren't winning that yeah. many games. So if we can you know, start to jump up that ladder, have better entries and a more organized forward line, you're not wrong there thinking you can actually better it, which, yeah, fingers mm. crossed, another exciting one. Uh, so I'm just going to jump out and give a couple of, of more biggish ones, but it's one probably I think a lot of people will maybe expect as well. So maybe this isn't a hot take, but it is Walsh and Cripper to both finish in the top 10 in the Brownlow. Oh, jeez. Would love to see that. Because mm. obviously while she went big last year, we've seen Big Rick do it previously. He looks in absolutely beautiful Nick out there. Why can't they both do it? I'm buying in. There's plenty of people out there after that game that uh, that still do not have any faith in Cripper. They don't have faith mm. in his body. They think he's too old. They've got no idea. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've honestly watched that Melbourne game back a couple of times just because I wanted to see little bits. And you just can't underestimate how good he looks when he moves. And it's something like everyone says, but there were just a few times where picks up the ball and the way he just shifted his hips quickly to get out of trouble. He wasn't really doing that last year. Like he was trying to, but he just looked big and slow. And the game was almost too fast at stages for him, which I think is all down to just that in that back injury and a bit of mobility. Looks like he can cover the ground a little bit better. The system's going to be there to help him. Mate, lock that one in. Lock it in. Mm, yeah, very happy with that. Um, this, is a, this is a non-Carlton one, but Ooh. it was so prophetic in the way that it came to me while I was sleeping. And I've, been, I've put it out there in a few different... Uh, circles are ready, but I just need to make sure that it's documented on the podcast. Drawn grand final this year. You can lock that in. Ooh. Gee, that's, that, is, that is one of the biggest hot takes ever. I oh, just I want to watch... make sure that when it happens, somebody called it in mid-March. What? How did that come to you? Did it actually physically come to you in a dream or how has that gotten to that noggin of yours, mate? Yeah, so I was I was at the game, at the G. Um, I won't, I won't give you spoilers. Well, I don't want to give the spoiler for my the grand final premier prediction later on, but um, yeah, there's a there's a Stu- Stevie Milne esque 
moment oh, no. from that grand final from another small forward. Um, yeah, and then we, we 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 had the extra time. Gee, you've left us on a cliffhanger. I'm I'm very excited to call back to that one Good. at some stage. Uh, look, let's go hot, and that is my man. Mitch McGovern makes the All-Australian 40-man squad. Oh! <laughs> I'm sweating. It's, it's a little too big, uh, but look, the way he looked, maybe it's reactionary from the Amy series, but he looked so crisp out there. If he does a, a performance like that pretty much every single week, that's at least the 40-man squad. Now, I don't think he'll actually make mm. the All-Australian team, but if he can get into that, uh, as uh, I think chairman and owner of the Mitch McGovern Appreciation Society, <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be you know getting this clip out there at the end of season. Wow, <laughs> I need to up mine four <laughs> in the best twenty two. <laughs> Both McGovern's in the back line. That's hot. Yeah. So what else do you have for me? Do you have any hot takes left? I've got one final one, um, and this is actually not for the season, but for this year. Um, and I'm not going to get too specific with it. Keep it broad so I can take the the kudos. Yeah. But I think that when we reach the off-season, the biggest fish that is moved in the off-season is going to be a player incoming to Carl. Ooh. Wow. I like that. I Who, like that. Do, you think we, do you think we have any salary cap left, Lockie, to, to bring anyone in? Well, it's going to take some movements, but I'm just going to put that out there for you. Now, you've said before you have had some dreams and you're getting these visions uh, <laughs> of who it's going to be of grand finals. Do you have any inside information on who this player is or are you just getting little flashes of it's blurred out and then signs with Carlton? Is that all you're getting at this stage? I mean, you and I have been doing our best at yelling about how much of a destination club Carlton is in any way that we can. We just walk the street saying that we're a destination club and I think that when we get to this off season, we're going to have made steps this year, and I, I just—it just feels right. No prophecy so far, but I'll let you know when it comes. I'm excited. So Mate, this is the section for hot takes. Lucky. <laughs> yes, well, oh, I can't be—I can't be recycling every single one. Exactly. You keep reading those tea leaves, Lockie, and, and let me know any more <laughs> predictions that come your way. If any of these come up, give me the lotto numbers because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be needing it. Um, look, I've, I've honestly got a couple, so I'm gonna try and find my hottest take. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I'm happy to go with this one. So it is, and this is hard because our midfield looks very good at this stage, <laughs> and it's gonna be hard to weasel anyone in there. But I have a big feeling that. Come the end of the season here, that Jack Carroll squeezes his way into the team, wow. and he will be one of the people that we are talking about as a lock for next season, and one of the most excited people we are to see next year in this team. Wow, I like it, and I would love to see it. It's interesting with how much trouble we had with our best twenty-twos in the last episode. That mm. one of those guys is going to have to be making way for Big Jack, but yeah, I can see it. Time will. Exactly. Time will tell. So we, we've talked a little bit about some exciting players. So let's jump straight into it. Players to watch for this season. Now, we've been fortunate this year that we've seen a couple of preseason games, which maybe makes this a little bit easier or potentially makes it harder yeah. because you maybe had some Smokies that have now absolutely shown everyone what they've got and you almost have to cross them off your list and go, this isn't a good take anymore. This is obvious. But who are your players to watch, Lockie? 
I mean, Durden's the one that comes to mind here. And I feel like we're already, like the way that you're running back your second most goals prediction, a, a lot of people kind of that are very invested in Carlton like us are already very high on him. And we have to remember that we've seen him in two genuine games mm. and he showed a cu- couple flashes in each game. Yeah. Um, and then a preseason game where he played a half. Like yeah. we're all, all very sold on him, but I think in the kind of broader AFL world, no one is, no one knows who this man is. So mm. I think for me, he's one where it's going to be really interesting to see if he can hold that spot the entire season. We know there's a bit of competition there, but I'm just so excited to watch him and to see if he can reach those heights this year that we hope he can. Mm. No, look, I, I think you're spot on with that one. He's someone we're pretty hyped about. Fingers crossed. It sounds like he's absolutely fine for round one, but we, we want to see these exciting small forwards coming through. We don't have an Eddie bets there anymore, so goals have to come from somewhere. And as a first round, start of second round, whatever draft pick he ended up being, he was our yeah. first of that draft year. There's the excitement there, so I'm very excited to see him. Someone I've got was a bit of a hotter take when I did write this down uh, before the St. Kilda game. Probably not a hot take anymore after what he did against Melbourne. But I have Matt Kennedy as as a player to watch. And the, the reason yeah. I chucked him down there was he's, when I was trying to look at what, I guess if I'm looking at Port Adelaide and what kind of midfielders seem to do really well there, I likened him to a bit of that Ollie Wines type. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to come out and win a Brown though or anything like that. I don't think he's at that level. But I just felt that, you know, strong midfielder. He can run. He can move. Can take a mark. I thought he was, he could be perfect for Michael Voss' team. And knowing we've brought mm. in some more recruits around that midfield, I feel like it's just going to lift everyone because we're not relying on Kennedy to have to be that, you know, number two, number three midfielder. I think everyone almost has him down the pecking order behind your, your George Hewitt and your Chera. Some people are even saying, oh, you know, if Paddy Dow gets into it, is Kennedy then the first one out? So we're still not. 100% sold yeah. that Kennedy is in the best 22 come the end of the year. But I have a big feeling that what we saw in that Melbourne game is definitely signs of what we're going to see in the season. I'm pretty high on, on what Kennedy can do this year. Yeah. Wow. What a turnaround the man has had, especially in our <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Uh, from being right on the chopping block at, at one stage and, and now one to watch. It's great. Um, I just had one other name here. I think he's yep. been a bit of a forgotten man because of his unfortunately interrupted preseason. But I think once he does get back onto the field, I think we're going to realize just how good Liam Stocker can be. Mm, yeah. we, still, we still really just have not seen that much footy from him in his very young career. But I think the role is going to be there for him in the back line. We've already kind of spoken about how secure Plowman's role might be this year. Yep. And with some changes up in the back line, I think once he comes back, oh, I'm just so excited to yeah. see what he can do and hopefully takes it to another level, which was already mm. really good last year for his probably really second proper season last year. So can't wait to see him out there. Mm. Became an absolute fan favorite last year with just, oh, it's he? what he brings, the intensity, the fire, everything he says off the field just seems like one of the, the most genuine human beings on the planet Everyone's absolutely rooting for him. Yeah. So annoying that he got the syndesmosis injury because everyone was really excited to see him. But uh, I agree with you. Slot straight into that best 22 whenever he's fit. Don't care where it is. He's in there somewhere. And yeah, yeah. really excited to see what he can bring after as another cliche, another preseason. Um, 
another year ready to go. I'm excited to see him. Um, look, I've got, I think, two more. I'll try and speed through them pretty quickly. One is Brody Kemp. I have been oh, yeah. pretty high on this guy. Another one who suffered a few injury setbacks. We saw a little bit of him last year. We still don't know what his best position is or at least where we're going to see him in this Michael Voss system, which is mm. what I can't wait to find out. Are they going to have him in the defense? Are they going to have him forward? What's the role? Because he can honestly play anywhere. And I loved what I saw in that St. Kilda game where we just threw him forward and he just looked like he'd been there for a couple of seasons. It wasn't an issue. So yep. uh, I have a feeling he could become a really important player for us at the end of the season just because – if anyone's injured or you need to shift the magnets around, you've got a play like him that can literally go anywhere to spark a bit of life, whether it's defense, midfield, forward. And I just don't think there's many players like that in the AFL. And anyone for his height to run through the midfield, do a blind turn, there's not <laughs> many guys that can do that. So I'm pretty excited on him. Mm. Yep. And, Love uh, it. Too easy. And uh, probably the last one, someone I touched on on one of the previous episodes, so I'll be quick with this guy, was... David Cunningham, a forgotten man, yeah, has been injured. Sure. He's got that ACL he's coming back from. And look, I'm, I'm not too sure if he will break into the best 22 this year because there's a fair few players, I guess, in his ilk. It's so hard to know what his best position is. Is it midfield, half forward? Seems like we've got a fair few of those kind of players with your Jack Martin, Fishers, and the like. Mm. But he's shown glimpses. We saw him in the midfield against Essendon a couple of years ago. Absolutely torched it. We never really saw him in there again until sort of late last season before he got injured. He seems to be that guy that when you need to, gets the ball on the wing. He was the best in our handball chains. And then all of a sudden he's kicked an important goal for us. And I reckon Vossi and the system that we're getting, that was the first name that I was thinking of when, you know, Fisher, O'Brien, all these guys were getting the ball on the outside was, Gee, Cunningham would look beautiful doing that. He's a really mm. good kick of the footy. He loves running into you know a, a goal inside 50. If he can get back and into this team, he could be another one of these pieces where we've been talking about is a Jack Martin in that best 22 because of maybe a lack of consistency. If he struggles at some stage and we're not getting the best out of like a player like him, Cunningham's fit. I can see him slotting into that role and really you know flourishing in a Michael Voss side. Truly a forgotten man, isn't he? Mm. And, um, God, we had such big raps on him at the start of last year. So, mm. yeah, I love it. I, I think there, there's definitely room for him to be able to secure that place again once yep. he's healthy and if he's at his best. Mm. But, yeah, he's, he's one of those players that's never really been truly consistent. So can he do it? I, I'm not too sure what yeah. his contract situation is like. I'd have to look into that. I think he still has a couple of years left. But he's one of those many kind of question mark kind of fringe players that mm. I've now had a fair few years in the system. And these next few now with a new coaching group, it's going to be really vital to see whether they they do take that step or unfortunately, we're going to have to move on because there's new kids coming through that, that maybe have a bit more potential. Uh, but yeah, I guess tying true. in with that, who is someone that is under the pump? Now, we, we do this segment every year and this isn't, us, you know, to sit here and, and badmouth the Carlton players. It's almost a bit of a rev up. It's we're not seeing enough of this player, but we're hoping that they can turn it around this year. Who's under the pump, Lockie? Well, the first two for me are guys that I don't think will be lining up in round one um, and have been, I guess, staples of the team at points during both of their reasonably young careers. 
But I think for Setterfield and for Dow, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just going to be a very telling season. If they if they struggle to push their way in or when they do push their way in, they underperform. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I don't know if worry is the right word, but I feel like we could get to the end of the season and it's like an SPS or Gibbons <sighs> situation. Like more, more on this the SPS side where there's teams that would give the, these guys a go. Yeah. Um, like SPS is clearly going to get in West Coast, um, but they're just not close. Especially with all these other guys mm. getting better and better. Um, yeah, I feel like they're under the pump. Yeah, look, they were the first two names on my list as well, and it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about with a Cunningham, where it's these guys that. They came into the club pretty young. You have these, you know, high hopes for them that they're going to flourish. They're going to turn into something. We just yeah. haven't seen it. We've seen glimpses. You know, Setterfield has that really good season, and then does nothing last year. Has some injuries, struggles. Has shown a little bit yeah. in the preseason on the wing, but I guess none of us, you know, absolutely love that role for him. And he still didn't. You know, it wasn't amazing out there. He was fine. And there's a chance mm. that he could grow into that role and, and do really good things. But I guess compared to a Lockie O'Brien on the other wing, he wasn't as exciting. And then a Paddy Dow is someone that end of last season, we were seeing these, you know, quarters or halves of football where he was one of the best players out there on both teams. And then he'd sort of fade away a mm. little bit. I'm like, oh, he's getting his confidence. This is going to be good. Gets dropped in the last game last year. And now we haven't seen him in any preseason games and he's been fully fit. So... Yeah, yeah, what happens with him is going to be interesting. I almost had in my hot takes, but I didn't want to say it because I, I thought it was a bit harsh. But I, I kind of agree with you. I can see a world where Paddy Dow's not on the list, you know, going into next season because yeah. you have to make room somewhere. And is he someone that you can maybe get a second, third rounder for that helps boost your draft stocks if our midfield is filled out and we've got all these new players in there now? But you know, hopefully he can turn it around. You never know what's going to happen, but I guess at the mm. moment it's it's looking pretty negative for particularly, I think, a Paddy Dow of the two of those. Uh, yeah. I'll go into a couple of mine. So I had, cool. I think, Lockie Plowman. He's someone that seems to be always under the pump. And yeah. we've alluded to it a little bit in the last few weeks, but he's someone that's probably going to get found out either way this year. We've got a proper defensive system. There's a lot of names that can go through there. When we were doing our best 22s, you're looking at who can play that lockdown small. And to, I guess, to have that, you've got your stocker. You've got Zach Williams and Saad that have to be in there. It looks like Vossi loves the the idea of Doherty playing in in that back line. Mm. You've got a Nick Newman there as well. Where's Plowman fit? Because the other guys can do a lot on the offensive as well. So if they can have the system working well and get that defensive side, there might not be a spot for Lockie because I think he's a bit more one-dimensional in he is just there to be the lockdown small. Can play a bit tall if you need him to, but you prefer him locking down on that that smaller player. And like if he's not named round one, might be a bit of worry signs for him. And he's obviously someone that every year the Carlton fans are on him for any sort of reason. But I think this is the year we'll finally know for sure whether he is best 22 or whether he's just not up to that standard. For sure. And I do feel like his role is so specific that he's not the kind of guy that if that role gets filled by someone playing better, he's not 
they're not going to swing him forward and start trying him yeah. there or, you know. If, if it's not that, then it's probably not in best 22 for him. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I do have another one, and this is a bit of an interesting one. It is, you know, Zach Williams. Because I have Zach Williams too. Obviously, comes across with a lot of money, which will always get talked about regardless. And, you know, good on him for being able to get that bag. You always love that. But he hasn't performed. And he had that injury, you know, interrupted sort of season last year where he just couldn't get that consistency. Yeah. It seemed like he wasn't fit enough. We've started to, again, bring in more better players around him. That back line is stacked. You know, Nick Newman's in form. You know, there is a world where with Doherty potentially going into that back line, with Newman playing well, Saad playing well, Stocker, even a Kemp, Zach Williams might not be in our best 22 if he's not pulling his finger out every week. And but yeah. there's, a, there's a, you know, a possibility that he does. He's you know, such a good user of the footy. He's a good player that he becomes one of our most important. It could literally go either way. And I just think this is so important mm-hmm. with the new coaches in there trying to pick the team and the foundations to lead us forward that we need these players to either stand up or, or go to the wayside. And it seems kind of maybe reactionary and a little bit weird to say, you know, it's a make or break season for him. But I guess with the talent, it, it kind of is. Like he needs to really cement his position because he's going to get first crack at it. Yeah, I had him and Jack Martin as my other two mm. under under the pump guys. More from that, yeah, kind of Carlton fan pressure approach mm. where we always seem to have one or two kind of scapegoat guys when things aren't going well or when we get a loss and it's tended to be yeah. Plowman and your Dows and those guys. And if they're not in the team, it people are going to look to, well, if we're not performing to our fullest – Martin was the the big get in for the 2020 season and then Williams last year. And if, if they're yeah. not living up to those expectations, then I think they're the ones that are going to be getting that external noise. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's hard because once the fans, I guess, are on you, the media are onto you, it is hard, I think, mentally to really overcome that. So it is going to be big season. And yeah, Jack Martin's the other one where he's had another one. He just keeps getting these niggles. He sort of gets in for three yeah. games hamstring on calf, he's gone for one or two, and he just can't get that consistency. Even, again, preseason, hasn't had that you know clean run. Seems like a player that needs that to get that confidence because we know what he can do. He can kick you know three goals against Richmond in round one and almost you know win us the game. He's that kind of yeah. player. So you know, hopefully they, all these guys can do it and they can prove it this season. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely under the pump. I'll go my last one, which... I may have had this last year, so we're maybe recycling some more content here. But it, it comes again, and it's Caleb Marchbank. Now, this it's an interesting. interesting way to look at the under the pump because I'm not too sure, again, what his contract is like. I don't think he has many years left. It might actually be his last one this season. But the, the issue, I don't think, is necessarily talent, although we haven't seen him in a few years, so I'm not too sure where he's at when he does play. But the mm. issue is he hasn't. And I don't know how long if, you know, if he doesn't come back from this ACL, if he, you know, does what he did last year, unfortunately, comes back, gets another injury out for the year, I'm not too sure how long you can persist with those kind of players just taking yeah. up a list spot, but they're never available. That's the one I'm really keen to keep an eye on because we love the talent that we saw and he was such a good prospect down back. Knowing we don't have Jonesy, there's a chance that, you know, Marchbank comes back. Does he play the, the fullback role? 
is he the gov interceptor? I honestly believe in the talent, but if he can't get his body right, then I think that's going to be the big issue for him. And who knows if he's you know on the list going forward because of that. Yeah, I saw a comment from someone on one of our best twenty twos saying that or asking where Marchbank was, and mm. oh, it's just so hard to know what we're going to get from him if when mm. when and if he does come back to the field. So, yeah, it, it's hard not to be out of the pump when we haven't seen him in two mm. years, really. But yeah, and then that's something because I think last season he was in my best twenty two because he'd only missed maybe like a season or so, and you're going, oh, it'll be fine. We're getting Marchbank back. Beautiful, I believe in the talent. But then when you have another year of an injury and you don't see him, you just have no idea what play you're going to get back. Is his body good enough to do what he used to do? Is he mentally at that stage? Is it just going to take longer? Who knows? But, yeah, I love Marty, so I'm fingers crossed because the talent is there. But, look, we've, we've gone a bit negative, so let's go straight back into the positives. Lockie, what will be, I guess, our big improvement in 2022? Now, this could be, you know, position. This could be, I think we've talked enough about players, so let's make it something else. What do you think if you were to look at the game that Carlton will play the end of the season, what's the big improvement? It's a tough question. Well, you've stitched me up here because I did have a player, so I'm going to have to hear yours first. <laughs> you can, okay, go the, you can go the player. I want to hear it. Well, for the player, it's definitely... The Kool-Aid is getting to my head and giving me a bit of a brain freeze, but I do think it's going to be Mitch McGovern because, yeah, yeah, I I was thinking about some other players, but if I think about the baseline where we had Gov as nowhere near a lock into the team, even when he was fully healthy, when he was playing, he was kicking a goal, a game, like not normally even the most convincing of goals. It was normally like one out the back or something like that, not getting a whole lot of the ball. I feel like even the floor of where he could be this year, if he just locks down that spot as that intercept guy and just does what we kind of expect someone in that role would do, that would already be a massive improvement. And Mm -hmm. I do see that ceiling. Like it was a pretty hot take by you, but yeah, I, I don't know. People might come at us for this, but it doesn't sound that crazy to me that he does become one of the better defenders in the league because mm. of all the things, like everything has to come together for yeah. that to happen. And I get that that's not like, is unlikely, but it could. Yeah. And look, the coaches have talked about durability a lot with Gov and it seems like internally they really rate the talent, but they think that a big component, it's obviously been fitness to start with, but they think he's overcome that and he's got to where he, he needs different. to be. But it's just his actual durability and, and not getting those injuries, which they think has also sure. held him back. Hasn't had that preseason, hasn't had that consistency. Like I think a few of the players we've mentioned earlier, it's they get a couple of games and then they're out. And it was disappointing last year because mm. I thought he was just starting to come good in that forward line. He obviously, I think, played pretty well in that Essendon game. He did that chase down tackle, which ends up yep. getting him injured. That was starting to turn, I think, all the fans going, yeah, that's what we want to see from you, Mitch. Like, go out there and give everything to just maybe get a hand on, you know, the, the guy you're chasing down. So, mm. yeah, obviously a lot has to go right for a Gov. But if he can play every game this season, anything could happen because we know that there is talent in there because, you know, you talk about glimpses and, He'd play good for five minutes and he'd potentially kick two goals and do some really nice things. Then you don't see him for the rest of the game. So if he can actually mm. be in the game, potentially more as his defender, 
hopefully good things I think will come of that. Uh, my big improvement of 2022 was basically, it probably goes back to the big buzzword of the offseason, which was system. And mm. it's basically not relying on individual plays and talent. You know, injuries are going to hit. It is just next in, and there should not be much of a difference in the level that we're playing. And, and you've, yeah. I've sort of listened to a lot of Carlton content over the past week. It seems like there was a lot of interviews going around with players, coaches. Brad Lloyd was getting in there. And everything everyone seems to say, particularly Harry, which I liked, was, you know, it's not about him kicking all the goals. It's about being a better teammate and everyone working yeah. together as, you know, cohesive unit. And that's everything I want to hear. The messaging seems to be consistent. Everyone's on the same board. And I think that's what's going to take us forward when we're not having to rely on, you know, a bit of Sam Walsh magic to, to get us over the line. Everyone's pulling together. And, you know, maybe this goes against my prediction, but if that means that a Walsh and Cripper aren't in the Brownlow contention because none of them are starring, but we're winning games and playing finals, I could mm. not care less. Yeah. I mean, that's – if I am to have some Carlton-related dreams in the next couple of weeks, I think that's where it is. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so um, let's let's get into a couple more of the predictions. These will come a bit mm. quick fire now. This one's probably pretty obvious. Uh, leading goal kicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to try and make a gag there, but yeah, it's going to be Harry. <laughs> yeah, Harry for me. Do you have someone – for second, can I ask that question? Obviously, I'm pretty high on yeah. Durden, but do you think maybe Charlie gets back to it? Matty, always is yeah. he in your sights? Yeah, for me, I, th- I think it is going to be Charlie. Uh, I think as long as he can get keep his health right, I think yep. he's a, a lock for me to do that. But I do think it'll be Durden's as well. We'll be we'll be up there with a third for me. Beautiful. And now the best and fairest. Who takes home the John mm. Nichols Medal come the end of the season? Yeah, I think it's Jacob's year for me. I think uh, the Walsh being out for a little bit is takes that into consideration, but then also just the the new way that backline's going to structure. I think it's going to be Weeder's year to shine even more. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. I had Weedering originally, and the last two games have swayed me maybe into thinking that because the defense mm. is hopefully going to be a bit better and everyone's going to be playing their role, that maybe. We're not seeing the heroics from Jacob Weedering because we just don't need yeah. it. And so I've I've snubbed him. I've taken it off him, and I've definitely got some recency bias, but I'm all on that Rick train uh, after <laughs> I what I saw. I just, I just have this feeling it. that he's going to be back to his best and, you know, with maybe Walsh missing, missing a couple of games, I think he'll just, just pip him at the line. Uh, let's, let's go into most improved. Now, this might you may have already answered this one. But yeah. who is that one player that you think will be will win our most improved award come the end of the season? Yeah, I, I think it will. I, I just think it has to be Gov. And I, like I said, I think it's not even a fa- about him becoming one of the best defenders in the league. If he was to yep. do that, I don't. I don't think that's the most likely. But even if he just becomes, all right, we know that our back line is where's at fullback, and Gov is being that intercept guy. That is already a huge improvement for where he was. Where a year ago we were like, is he even going to be on the list? Like, what? Where's mm. where does he fit? Yeah, no, it's a good one. And I've gone someone different, which is good. We can have a bit of a cool. debate. I've gone Lockie O'Brien because mm. of everything we've seen in the preseason. He's someone much like a gov that a big section of the fans, particularly the vocal ones on social media, seem to just pile on on a Lockie O'Brien and. 
yeah. everything I said earlier, just you know, copy paste that into this section. I just think he's going to be so good on the outside, finally playing a role, utilizing the wingers, how they should be played. I can see a really big season from him. And because of everyone, you know, shitting on him for the last few seasons and him now being one of our, our better players in, in that midfield and winning a lot of the ball, I think, yeah, everyone's going to come the end of the season and go, wow, I didn't expect that from Lockie O'Brien. I had him traded or delisted and now he's, you know, locked in every single week. Yeah, I think it's a good call. Um, AFLtables.com have that he's had three games in his career with 20 or more touches. So I think that's a big opportunity for him to mm. to start getting his hands on the ball more like he was in that preseason game and he yeah. can take that leap. Easy. So we'll get into a couple of non-Carlton related ones or maybe there is a couple that maybe <laughs> Carlton related if you look at it in another way. Uh, but let's go Brownlow. Who's winning it this season? Uh, I like that. Um, so for me, if I'm putting my cash down on it, I think it's going to be Petrarca is where I would go. But then I'm going to put the big smoky out there, your man. I feel like he's your man. I feel like I hear Yeah, he's definitely. About him a I'll, bit. I'll, I'll claim him as my man if he wins the Brownlow as well. Yeah, I think I think Caleb Sarong, I've spoken to you about him before. I think he's my wild, wild smoky that he can uh, take that leap in a bit of a different looking Frio midfield now. Mm, yeah, it's a good shout for a Smokey as someone that could really take that next step. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about other non-related Carlton players, but I think, yeah, <laughs> Petrarca, I mean, everything he did last season, if he you know takes a bit more of a step, Melbourne, they're now known as a really good team. I feel like mm. umpires tend to you know favour those guys after they've had those couple of seasons. Wouldn't surprise Agreed. me. Uh, you've heard me go big about this man. Um, yeah. early in the preseason off pod. And if I had to put my money on someone, look, it would have been Sam Walsh, but knowing he's missing a couple of rounds Makes worries me. So I've gone to basically the default winner uh, because Walshy misses, and that is Jack Steele. Uh, absolute yeah, superstar good. of the game. No one's really going to take votes off him at the Saners. Will they win enough games for him? Maybe not, but... They have a really hot run if anyone you know plays Supercoach or Fantasy early on in the season. And mm. I just think that he's going to be taking all those threes in those first few weeks and then that will just you know give him that platform for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's a good one. I back it. And uh, okay, now you've, you've spruiked this up earlier <laughs> in this episode about this mm. premiership dream you've had where it's a draw. Now, I need to see who's playing off. What happens? Run me through it. And then who ends up taking the chocolates at the end? The the disappointing thing is I don't know what happens after the draw takes place, except oh, no. for the fact that I know that it's Brisbane that are going to win the premiership, defeating Melbourne. Okay. Um, yeah. There was, oh, it's, again, this is a couple of weeks ago, but some Charlie Cameron controversy um, where, where there's like a reversal of a free kick. That's oh, that's no. what's coming to me, but anyway, it's it's going to be Brisbane in the end. Oh, that's I mean that's exciting. If this happens now, let's we will come back to this. If they're oh. playing off in the grand final for starters, we're going to have to have a whole episode on trying to remember <laughs> the, what happened in that grand final because we may need to uh, to find out. But yeah, that's a big one. I like it. Uh, I have got? gone. I've gone the doggies. Mm. to win. Not bad. But, uh, as soon as I say that, I feel kind of negative on that. 
Like Brisbane was the other team that I had, and we both had them last year. Mm-hmm. And with Brisbane, the exciting thing for them is going to be, you know, what happens with that midfield? Do a new couple of players running through there, get them over the line? Yeah. I just have this feeling that, you know, the doggies, no one's really talking about them that much. They went there last year and they just, they struggled a little bit. Obviously that sort of second, they, they started off a bit slow, came back and they just didn't have it. And I just have this feeling that they're going to be so hungry now going, we had that chance and mm. we, we fluffed it. We're going to go twice as hard. We know what we need to do to win now and that they're going to just, you know, win at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. They've, they've got some, obviously, some major talent there. So, yeah. Mm. Can we knock them off in round two? We'll see. That'd be lovely. So, uh, one that I don't have on the run sheet for you, so apologies. I'll stitch Ooh. up with this one, but it might be an easy one. <laughs> Who wins the uh, the wooden spoon? Who finishes last? Uh, yeah, I actually feel really, really good about this one um, after watching a fair few of the preseason games. I think the Crows majorly overperformed mm. last year with the amount of yep. wins that they got. Um, and I think we're going to see a bit of improvement from the teams that finished below them, like your Norths um, and the Suns for me. I think it's yep. the Crows. Yeah, so you don't think that everyone's saying Gold Coast. Do you think that they'll be able to to do just enough without Big yeah. Kingy down there? So They got Levi. Yeah, they do. Gee, he... <laughs> He was crashing into everybody on the weekend <laughs> in that Geelong game. Yeah, the, the Crows had seven wins last year. I, I think they're mm. more of a, a four-win team this year, mm. which I think will will the Gold Coast will be able to beat that. Yeah, and I think they won a few really through just Tex being the best forward in the comp for that first couple of months as well, which he's not going to yeah, be there. I don't, I don't think he's going to replicate that form if he does come back. Uh, yep. I've gone someone different, but I do really like that shout of Adelaide. I've gone Hawthorne. New coach. I I think that this year they've brought in a bunch of good youngsters that I think yes. can be guns in a few years. But if I'm looking at that list, there is not a lot that excites me, to be honest. There's not a lot in that forward line, not a lot in that defense. You know, Tommy Mitchell's good in that midfield. I don't love a lot of the rest of it. I just have a feeling that they're going to struggle and that they're going to, yeah, finish on the bottom this year. Yeah. I don't mind it. I think they they would be incentivized to have another bad year, get a really, really Mm. good pick again, and yeah, then go for the next one. (laughs) 100%. So let's get straight back into some Carlton chatter here. Now, we won only eight games last year. So this is a a little bit in this. So one, do you think that we'll win more than eight games? And then give me your ladder position that you think we will finish. (laughs) I very much think we'll win more than eight. Um and on that note, I, after going through the fixture and looking at all the other teams, I think we will finish eighth. Yep. Well, I've got the exact same. I think we'll, we'll have more wins. As I said in one of the previous pods, you know, we lost to Gold Coast North, West Coast seconds team, Giants lost to twice. Collingwood. You just win a couple more of those. Obviously, that's more than eight. And then you you do that and it's finals. And that's not that big a stretch. And we'll, we'll come to it because we're going to go through each individual game and see where we're getting our wins and losses. But I think it's very feasible. And I have us finishing eighth as well with a good mm. chance, depending on who we come up against, that we maybe snag a, a finals win as well, which would be nice. Oh. But let's predict our wins and losses to see if we will actually make finals. Uh, and we'll mm. see how many wins and losses we both have at the end of this one. So, round one, Richmond, win or loss? 
yeah, that's a win. Beautiful. I've got a win as well for that one. Uh, <laughs> coming in hot. Okay, doggies round two. Yeah, I'm happy to put that one down as an L. <clears throat> I think the same as well with that. It's going to be hard to win. Look, if we can, if we honestly win the first two games, we're winning the next two oh, against mate. Hawthorne and Gold Coast. We're going for the flag if that happens. Uh, but yeah, I think Dockey's probably just too strong. But we always play really good against them. So there's any chance that we we fire up. Uh, Hawthorne, win or loss? Yep, win, I reckon. Yep, agree. Gold Coast away. Yeah, I've actually I've put this one down as a loss to either conservative game, and I think I just okay. don't think we're going to go through a season without going from like all those losses that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think it would be unrealistic to say we won't do that at all mm. this year. Yeah, that's fair. I think there is going to be some level <clears throat> of we want us to be really good. But I feel like this is a, I hate to say it, but like we're going to need some patience because it's a bit of a transitional year where we may just miss finals because we're still not 100% there yet. It's We haven't had long to put this game plan in, but yeah, I would probably be pretty disappointed if we didn't beat Gold Coast, even though it is away, of just because I think we're just, oh, I think we're so much better than them, or we should be. Uh, next one we have against Port Adelaide, and I believe this one's at home as well. It is. I, I think I feel like Port have our number, unfortunately. So I'm I'm going mm-hmm. L there. I am going an L with that one too. It's I just think Port are a really good team and we might not beat all the teams that we want to, even if we have that home field advantage. Next one is Frio away, which fingers crossed at this stage, if those borders do open over in WA, I will be over there now. Oh mate. I've I'm gonna jinx this, but I've been over and seen two games of footy. Over in WA. The first one was against Frio. We won. It was a game where I think Liam Jones went forward and kicked like three goals. Mark Murphy kicked a goal. Then the other one was, you know, the sidestep, the banana. Mark Murphy wins it for us, which was unbelievable. Wasn't there for the Nunesy. So I need some more late minute drama of a win over there. But are you chalking up the Frio game as a win or a loss? Yeah. Well, speaking of. I'm two from two. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Port have, have our number. There's no way that we're losing to Freo even over there for me. Yeah, I've I've given us the loss to be honest. Okay. Uh, I just I've but you're you know, going given the. I know, but I feel like that I can't keep this you know going every single year. If it does, I'm going to try and get up every single year because surely there's something there. Uh, I just I think Freo are going to be quite good this season, and you know. So over there, which is hard. We've had their number, but I think it's probably about time that they finally maybe defeat us. Uh, but going to the next one, we've got North Melbourne. 80 point win. <laughs> I would love that. Make it 120. We put them in the ground. Uh, next, we've got Adelaide. Yeah. I don't think one of their four wins is going to be against us. Yeah. I would bloody hope not. It seems like that. That, just speaking of it, that's where it's going to be the big difference for me is it seems like every single year we lose to the bottom teams. We lose exactly. to at least the team that finishes on the bottom once and that needs to stop. We need to start beating all the shit teams and then that because that's going to easily put you in that top eight contention and then if you can have a couple of scalps, you're in the eight. Um, so yep. speaking of a team that we struggle against, it's GWS and it's away. Are you giving us the win? 
I've got GWS as my biggest slider this year. I actually think Ooh. they're going to be quite have a quite a disappointing year. So, I, but having said that, we, we play them twice, and I think we're going to split them. So I'll say that this yep. is a loss away. Yeah, look, I've done the exact same thing. I think away, they seem to have our number. We'll beat them at home. Uh, then going into Sydney at home. Yeah, I think I've put that one down as an L as well. Just I think Sydney again is going to be a strong team. Um, yeah. Try to mm. put my have my realistic cap on as well. Yeah, well, I've done the exact same thing. I think they're a good team. You have to lose some of them. I'm happy to lose that one, but I'm not happy to lose the next one. It's Collingwood. We Are we getting the win? Win, win, win. Definitely. And then we have a bye, and then we go to Essendon. Win. Another win. Beautiful. We're on the same page. Now we play Richmond, another team we play twice. We've said yeah. we're beating them round one, which realistically means we beat them again. Do you have another dub? Yeah, no, I, I have put an L for this one. I think it's it seems too too good to be true that we could just rip off two wins against them for me. Mm. Even though I do, yeah. I don't see them as a top eight team. Yeah, I, I've got the the loss as well, and which probably gives me to another bit of a question I'd love to ask is, okay, season prediction. You know, if we if we lose the first two games of the season, we lose to mm-hmm. Richmond, lose to the Dockies. Are you worried? Would that make you nervous you know i know we have then hawthorne and gold coast but it's much like last season where it then puts the pressure on you having to win those games if you end up you know struggling is do you think the pressure will be on or are you thinking that we're past that now where it doesn't matter whether we win or lose (laughs) we're going to be firing again uh what what the realistic outcome and how i'll be feeling are probably very different because if we yeah if they kick the first goal in round one i'm going to be worried (laughs) (laughs) but Yeah, I think, look, I think the Bulldogs game, we shouldn't be, yeah, as long as we're competitive in that game, we should be pleased. Like like you said, I think Bulldogs going to be a top four really good team. Yeah. So, and if we just lose to Richmond, oh, yeah. Oh, look, I'll be worried, but it won't be, it's not going to be season over, as a lot of would yes. be saying. But, gee whiz, I hope we're one and one. Far out. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just nervous because then it all relies on the next one. But totally. realistically, we're going through this now. It shouldn't matter because you've got so many games. But it, is momentum a real thing is a great conversation. Uh, but yeah. Then next game, we have Frio at home. You've given the win on the away. Do we do the double? Yeah. I do think so. Yep. I gave us a loss last time, so I've definitely got us a win this time. And then we've got an interesting one, St. Kilda. Historically, we play awful against them, but played one of our better games last year against them and got got the win. What do you think this one is? Yeah, again, I've gone. I've tried to be realistic, and I've gone that this is going to be a loss. Ooh, upsetting! I've gone the win there, so we'll see how we go over these next couple. West Coast away, another historically bad performance. We tend to do West Coast. Yeah. We both think are going to slide this year. Can we I finally do. get the win over them? Yeah, I think so. I don't see West Coast being mm. very strong this year. I think I think we'll be we'll be able to knock them over. Yeah, that's honestly I've got a loss there. Uh just because it's away. If it was home, I think we'd we'd punish them, but the feeling we might just struggle again for some reason. We don't tend to play the best against them. Yeah. Uh but yeah, next one is Geelong, win or loss. Loss. Mm, I agree. GWS at home. Yeah, I think we'll we'll lose the one away, so we should we should have their number here. And then we've got Adelaide away, win, win, Brisbane away. 
Gee, this is like this. Oh, we're going to get to this stage of the season, and it's going to be pretty season defining. So I think it's going to be a loss, unfortunately. Yeah, I've got the exact same with that one. Uh, then Melbourne. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting last three games. I guess it's going to be it's going to really make or break where we end up finishing on the ladder, and yeah. we're going to play some high end talent and some low. So I think it'll be a mm. loss with Melbourne. I agree, and it, it's probably not the ideal run into finals, you no. know, playing, you know, your Geelong, GWS, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, and we've also got Collingwood, but a lot of pressure. We've really got to be good early and in that middle chunk where we're seeing quite a lot of wins because those last ones are going to be tough. But, you know, if we win those, yeah. then surely that definitely cements That's us. It's, it's a great, great challenge. Um, and then last one, Collingwood, where do you see it? Dub. Yep, I'm the exact same, which if I can do my quick calculations here, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, I think we've got six, the same outcome. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We both have 12 wins, even though they're Correct. not the exact same order, which is great, which again, historically puts us in finals, which is beautiful, gets us in the eight, or at least, you know, if we get 12 wins and don't make finals, gee, I'll cop that. I'll be like, wow, someone else has been incredible oh, yeah. and just taken it. So yeah, look, let us know how many wins you think We'll get. Um, if you're listening on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just you know, message us on any of the socials. Literally, just reply and let us know. But if you're watching this on YouTube, chuck it in the comments. We want to interact more in there. So you know, honestly, for all these categories, I want to see every single one. I want to see an answer for every single one of them because we want to start, you know, interacting with you guys a bit more. And yeah, so let us know how many wins we're getting and and who they're against because that's always the fun part. But <laughs> we have decided to do something a bit different. I know this episode's gone a bit long, but you know, strap yourself in because it's going longer. <laughs> we've, we've, we've tried to come up with something, you know, a bit of a wager, basically, to make this a little bit more interesting this year, to maybe try and get a few more players involved every single week. So I've tried to make this game here, and it's, it's a little bit convoluted, but I'll try to explain it as simply as possible. Now, basically, a few players will get selected. For both of us. So I'll have six players. Lockie will have six players. And you will get a point per goal, per disposal, and a point per vote in the best and fairest. And at the end of the season, we'll tally it all up and see who wins. Now, the big thing with this is we're going to need your guys' help because we have not come up with either a prize for the winner or what I'm probably wanting is a punishment for the loser. So look, we've got all season to come up with this. We need your help. If you've got any ideas, we want it to make it nice and fun, but yeah, we are, we've basically got some pools of players to be selected. And the fun thing here is it's basically going to be randomized except for one player. So we don't get to choose these guys and all season we have to be cheering them on because we need them. Uh, hopefully make us avoid this punishment. So <laughs> to get this started, we are going with one of the greatest things here. Let me get this up for you. <laughs> if you're watching on, if you're listening, apologies, jump oh. over straight away to the uh, to the YouTube because we've Jay, it got looks some good. incredible stuff going on. We've got the big wheel out, the, uh, the randomized <laughs> wheel uh, to see. We'll start to see who goes first. Now, big shout out here to um, the, the rising stars there on the left-hand side, clearly the oh. sponsor of the pod this week. Tune I was in. expecting that, uh, that, you know, check in the mail there. So here we go. This is to <laughs> see who goes first. Let's spin it. Spin that wheel, Lockie. Who gets it? Come on. 
clutch. Clutch. Yeah, damn. That is a oh 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 no. oh, <laughs> at the end. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Wait, one I of the like greatest. A ass there. That is one of the greatest. Oh, I love that. Oh, out of nowhere, he's come from behind Stephen Bradbury to go first to select his player. So the first players are Durden and always in that forward line. One of us will get them. I get to go first with my wheel spin. Yeah. I don't know who I want out of these two. I mean, I've, I've talked up Durden. Yeah. So hopefully, let's give it a go. Let's give it a spin. Let's see who we get. As we said, it is goals, disposals. Oh, they're going to do me here. Nah, beautiful. You got your man. I've got Corey Durden, which means you have Matty Owies, which is very, very, very exciting. Um, yep. Now, apologies. He's I'm going to have to go back. This is this is absolutely great content. I'm going to have to go <laughs> back to my spreadsheet because I've forgotten all the players that are in these pools. Uh, Silvani, Fisher, and Martin. Here we go. Silvani, Fish, and Martin. Here we go. Three. Now, I get to go first again. Because I have won the spin. Unless you want to do a spin every time, Lockie. Up to you. Um, here we go. I'm more than this happy for you to take it, mate. Easy. My selection here out of the three. So one of these players doesn't get used. And we've had some talk about... Well, hang on. I've got Jackie Boy. Oh. Martin, that'll be an interesting one. Probably Very the one I didn't want out of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I be honest. I've, yeah, I've done well here. I thought maybe so you may have rigged, rigged this in some way, but now it looks like <laughs> you haven't. So yeah, I actually wrote the code to this uh, website. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Lockie gets this selection. He either gets JSOS or Fish, which I think is a win-win. And yeah, he's got I'm very his... happy with that. He gets JSOS. That's a big one. Uh, yeah, as we sort of said... Um, Basically, with this, we do have, obviously, a player there that misses out, Fisher. He's going to be on injury reserve. We've had a bit of debate about this. If a player is out for the season, we're not having a, a one- to two-week injury, but they're gone for the year, and I think we've both decided that yep. it's by the by they have to be injured. You get to top up with an injury reserve player. If the AFL are getting COVID top-ups, we're getting our injury top-up players. Bloody I Um so that is going to be what it is. Now, I'm going to need to help with this one. I believe it is Kennedy. I believe it is Chera and Hewitt and as the midfielders get to be chosen. So, again, my round here. Let's see. Who are you I looking get. for here? You know, who are you wanting? Come on, put it out there. I think I want Chera. I want Chera. Come on. You bastard. And he gets it. And he gets it. And he's beautiful. Cue the celebration on that one. Thank you. Nice and delayed. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel's doing wonders for the us. Fair, fair. Uh, who do you want out of these two? Lockie, Again, as it I, I'd be happy with either. I'd be happy with either, but hopefully George. And it's Bambi. That's Kennedy. cool. No it's, worries. It's his year. He's your man to watch. Oh, 100%. I like that. It works well. So I think, honestly, these are pretty even at the moment, which is what we've tried to do. We've tried to select players that, you know, they're very similar stats-wise and where they should fit. Yeah. So hopefully it comes down to it. Um, Lockie, who do I have in the next category here? So we've got four defenders, Saad, Williams, Newman, and Doc. And Newman, here we go. Uh, who do I want out of these? I think I want Saadi. Yeah, I think even. he's – Saadi, yeah. just because I don't 100% know where Doc is, but I won't be I won't be unhappy. Let's see if I can rig it one more time and get big Saad. Doesn't look like it. There it I've is. I've got my man. 
There he is, Nick Newman, the guy who I said Nick last Newman. week, if you were listening, isn't in my best 22. So, <laughs> so it's I come back to haunt Zero me. every week. <laughs> Here you go. Who do you want out of the three, Lockie? I do want Sardi, but I'll be happy with all of them. I love everyone. Big dog. Yeah, I love that. Sam, Doc, on my squad. Mate, we should, have set the, we should have set the punishment before this because you're not going to want a very big punishment because I'm the clear front runner right now. Gee, those are some big words. And this is the fun thing. Every single week, I'm going to be talking up my players. Lockie's going to be talking up his. I don't care if Matt always kicks 10 goals. Not good enough. My man Dirt <laughs> needs me to chat that week. Zero votes. Now, this is going to be the fun one. We've got McDonald and we've got Big Gov. So... <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want? Two of the two of the most premium players, I think, on our list at the moment. Look, I, I think from what we've seen, I probably want Gov. <laughs> you want the I think all he might Australian just get a few or... more disposals? But yes. I love me a Goat Mac, and so I'm not unhappy with getting Big Goat over there. Oh, give me Which Mitchell. Means you get Gov. Now we've loved the wheel. Big thanks again to our collegiate <laughs> rising stars for the, uh, the sponsor on this one. But this is where the wheel is gone. And we have one selection <laughs> left each. This is where the fun comes into it. Everything's been randomized at this stage. But we've decided to throw in the wild card. Because why not? Let's make this super exciting. Dun, dun, dun. Now, there is a list of players here that we get to choose from. We don't get to get the superstars. So if you're saying, why aren't you picking Sammy Walsh in this? Why aren't you getting Cripper? He's not available. There is a small list here, and I will run through all of them. Speed here, because there's a lot of them. Because we wanted to make this fun where we're getting players that maybe are fringe players to support. So it is Dow O'Brien, Setterfield, Plowman, Stocker, Kemp, Fogarty, DeConing, Big Pitt, Motlop, Carroll, Marchie, Cunningham, Ed Kerno, Willow, Nunes, Philp, Boyd, Cottrell. So, fair few names there. Bang. You get to actually choose now. So, remember, it's for goals, BNF votes, and disposals. Oh, I have the first pick. I forgot I had the first pick. I was about to throw to you here. Um, Look, not a lot of these guys, I think, will be kicking a lot of goals. There seems to be quite a lot of defenders there. So I'm going to rule that out. I'm going to look for disposals and BNF votes. Now, there's probably two that really stick out <laughs> to me. It's O'Brien and Stocker are probably the two big yeah. ones. I feel like I know who Lockie wants to go. And so I'm going to take him because I know that that's what Lockie wants and he's my <laughs> man. So I'm going to go Liam Stocker because I get to choose. <gasps> Mate, I don't know what type of mind games I've done to you there, but you have. I've oh, no, up. you wanted Give lob, didn't lob. you? I wanted lob okay, all enough. day. Oh, oh this is going to be interesting. So, I was, when well you said there. it was your pick, I was almost like, oh, do we go back to the wheel to see who goes first? Because I'm like, lob's going to be off the table. So, I'm very happy with that. No, I reckon, I reckon Stocker's going to come through. He'll get all the BNF votes and he'll do it for me. So, to run through the players that we have. <laughs> I've got Durden, Martin, Chera, Newman, Goatmack, and Stocker. Lockie has luck, always JSOS, Kennedy, Doherty, Gov, and O'Brien. So I reckon just hand me the trophy right now, mate. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm so sorry, mate. You've you've spun first every time, including the wild card, and you're still taking that L. That's okay. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see. But again, let us know in the comments. We need a punishment for the loser, Lockie, because uh, you know, <laughs> the pressure is going to be on with this one. This is going to be chatted about every week. Uh, so, yeah, we're very excited about this one. Yeah, I, I'm keen. To, I want those suggestions this week, people, because I want this locked in uh, at, at round one time because uh, I don't want Ian down by 300 points in round three going, <laughs> oh, you know, a little a little slap on the wrist. <laughs> oh, I'll buy you a pint or something like that. You know? No, no, no. Yeah. No, but definitely leave them below. <laughs> leave all your predictions that you have for this episode down in the comments. If you're if you're listening on, you know, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. You can actually type one up. We've got a couple of nice ones there. But if you write something nice, we will read it out on the pod. And now I did mention that our Spotify give us five stars. And I have to say, the people have listened. We've got a fair few uh, <laughs> five stars on there. So right. good to see you guys are listening. Uh, but yes, again, thanks for everything. We've got more content coming up before round one. We'll have reviews of every single episode. But this one is done for 2022. Predictions are locked in. We'll be revisiting this come season end. See you guys next time.